0: What's about to happen on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk one oh seven one. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hi. And uh, you guys are in charge. I'm just here for the ride.
1: Well, it's only because I wanted to take this moment to share a team Cobra memory. Mm. As you know, we are celebrating our last five days on the air together as a show. And uh, Colleen, each and every day as we head to Friday, I think it would be fun. To walk down memory lane oh. and relive one of our favorite moments
0: and now for another great moment in colleen and bradley show history tan mom
1: oh yeah your buddy she says she died and went to the other side
0: i saw a lot of shopping malls and beaches it was beautiful it was perfect
1: it's so fascinating what
0: do you see tan mom
1: Oh wait, this is not the same clip, Holly.
0: (laughs) This is the one that I played for you today.
1: Oh, I wanted to play another clip. But you know what? It doesn't matter. And okay. here's why. And here's why. Because you remember the actual, so the clip that I thought this was, uh my bad. The clip I thought this was is the clip where we interviewed Tan Mom and at the end of her conversation, she said something and I think oh. you remember exactly where I'm going with this. Oh yeah. And even if we don't hear it in her voice, it's fine because I bet you could share with the listeners what tan mom said
0: yeah what she said was you guys are so fun are you two married yeah
1: <laughs> no we're oh, not my God, and you were like i don't think i'm his type yeah and it it was at that moment that oh i thought gosh. oh god i thought tan mom knew us better and so i thought that our reliving of tan mom And that was another, I mean, what you just heard was a a total clip. I just don't know where the end of that clip goes. Here's the thing. We have had the opportunity over the last 10 years to talk to some of our favorite D-list celebrities. Mm -hmm. I think that really has set our show apart. Uh, Some would argue because we couldn't get the A-list celebrities. Well,
0: okay, so if we can pull the curtain back a little bit, that was, like, very early on, we knew. We were like, okay, the, the morning show... Always gets offered the A-list celebrities. We're not going to get the A-list celebrities, but we like the D-list celebrities. So let's just reach out to them. Yeah. And they started to show up. It was like, if you build it, they will come.
1: And it wasn't just Tan mom. And by the way, I think it's safe to say we established close relationships with several of these dealers, celebrities. Now, Tan Mom, we had a special relationship with. I mean, specifically, I spent yeah. a lot of time on my couch talking to her.
0: Because she called you, because she looks to you for I- insights.
1: Exactly. Advice. Exactly. But it wasn't just Tan Mom. In fact, I wanted to play a clip of Octo Mom, but that conversation was so long. I was like, I don't think the audience is going to want to sit through the experience we had with Octo Mom. Do you remember the Octo Mom interview wherein she was on her jungle?
0: Jungle Gym. Uh, jungle her Gym. The kids' jungle gym. Yeah, so playground. The first time we interviewed Octomom, like the Octomom, like the, she was, I would say she might be one of the original viral celebrities. Um, we interviewed her and I don't remember why we were interviewing her that time. It There was, there were other times where she had like a fitness uh, DVD or something well, and a- then there was her solo Hmm.
1: Yeah, we didn't talk to her about
0: that. We did not. But the first time we talked to her, um, uh, the, the person who had arranged the interview when I was getting ready to put her on the phone called me first and said, I just need you to know she's a little, she's a little high strung today. She's struggling to get a good signal on her cell phone. So she's out in her backyard mm-hmm. on top of her children's jungle gym. Is that going to be okay? And I was like, that's going to be sure, great.
1: That's going to be even better. We
0: will take it. And she was definitely one of those ones where you'd put a nickel in her and she would just go. And we knew that we could just ride whatever wave octomom was on
1: and we did and she wasn't the only celebrity whose wave we rode but before we move on from and if you're just joining us we're talking about some of our favorite d-list celebrities that we interviewed or i thought that would be a fun walk down memory lane for you colleen because i think we haven't done so many of these recently this really was peak team cobra early team cobra right Mm -hmm. and um but Before we move on from Octomom, really quickly, do you remember that we interviewed her boyfriend?
0: Octomom's boyfriend?
1: Yeah, he was a personal trainer.
0: Vaguely, well,
1: and I don't even know if they were like. I think they were rumored to be together. They were
0: publication shipping, yes, before we knew what a publication exactly, was. Exactly,
1: exactly. Before we had coalesced mm-hmm. that idea, uh, and we. I just remember we had him on the show because I think we talked about his fitness plan, and I just think of like all the ridiculous interviews oh. that we sat through just so that we could get cl- as close to D-list celebrities 100%. as humanly possible.
0: We did it all the time, anytime, and this was like, you know, it's funny because I wonder if you could go back if we could like draw a map of the way... I don't know if pop culture or gossip has changed or if we've changed. Probably both. A little of both. There there are, like, tropes. Because that, we are pop culture. It's true. Um, there are these tropes that, that you know, we used to cycle through. And one of them was that, like, a celebrity would work or, a, you know, a D-list celebrity, somebody would be working with a trainer at some point, and then that trainer would come out and be like... This is the workout that I used with this person. And we would jump right on it. We yeah. would be like, yes, we want to talk to s- somebody who is proximate to this celebrity that nobody cares about. Sure.
1: Zac Efron's trainer. We to did. Be, sure. I paid for that workout that I never used.
0: Oh, my gosh. I forgot about that.
1: Yeah. And it wasn't just Octomom and it wasn't just Tan Mom. It was all the other moms, including but not limited to
0: Teen Mom. The back door Teen Mom. Teen Mom
1: fair abraham before she went full i don't know how to describe it
0: well before she really i mean this was early in her um attention grabbing career this was you know she tried she threw a lot of spaghetti at the wall and the first uh, handful was a trilogy of romance novels
1: yes if you want to call them
0: that i don't think did we read them
1: Honestly, I want to say that we read an excerpt from one, but I don't believe this was a I don't, this was not one that you chose to read. You read her auto memoir.
0: Yes. Well, we had her on for that first trilogy and we okay, really quick again pulling the curtain back. At the end of the hour, we have what's called a hard out, which means it doesn't matter if the person is still talking.
1: It, we're, we're leaving.
0: We have this happen actually with some frequency because we're, we want to make sure people can talk as much as they want to. And then it's, and then, then you get into this awkward position where you don't want to interrupt them because you'll sound like a jerk, but you know, we know yeah, what's coming. We're going,
1: we're going, there's a wall you like it and it's not. about to hit us. Yes.
0: And with her, it was like, I couldn't tell where she was in the sentence at any given moment. So there really wasn't a place to interject and there
1: never is with her
0: because she speaks in one long run on sentence. And I think she did that for an entire 10 minute segment and I wasn't sure where we were going. And then all of a sudden the music was playing. And she, I, I know I joke about this, but she's probably still on that interview. Oh, she's still talking. She's still talking. Stop stealing. Stop stealing from CBS.
1: And, you know, before we go, you have to also talk about, or at least we have to reminisce a little bit about. I mean, we didn't really even do any of these people justice. But if we, if we were to leave a segment with D-list celebrities without talking about Honey Boo Boo. Mama June specifically, we would be doing a great disservice to everyone because they were, you know, frankly, a source of joy for this show for years before things again, like all good things uh, in the world of D-list celebrities. You got to be real careful.
0: It's so true because I'll never forget. I will in my life never forget talking to Mama June um, after we saw the episode of Here Comes Honey Boo Boo, where we learned about her forklift
1: foot. With flies on it. Because remember she, they kept showing you yes, flies on She her never
0: foot. took her socks off. Flies on her foot! Because her foot was so severely damaged from a forklift accident. <laughs> Dead serious.
1: Oh, it was so... Like, why is this a plot point?
0: And then do you remember what she said when we asked yeah. her about her forklift foot? Like, we girl, like, are you
1: going to get that forklift foot taken care of? And she
0: said, no, I'm not going to go Hollywood.
1: Spoiler alert.
0: She went Hollywood.
1: She went Hollywood. And, and it didn't I bet go she. Well. Although, can I just say because she had a lot of plastic surgery and she's been on a roller coaster. I mean, mm-hmm. I I truly still loved the show. Wish her all the best. I know she's a complicated, problematic person, as so many are. Mm-hmm. But for the the laughter that she did give the world and the gift of uh you know Alana Thompson, AKA Honey Boo Boo, I'm grateful. But also, I just want to point out, I don't think in her in her succeeding reality show experiences. Like when she got all the plastic surgery, that they ever addressed the forklift foot? No,
0: I don't know if they did either. And like, so she has socked hang- foot flies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, she's got injectables.
0: Foot flies. She, might she had a- flies on, on her, her foot. foot. Like, eating stuff.
1: Literally, she was at the water park, took her socked foot off. No, well, she no, didn't she didn't take, take her foot, foot off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> She took the sock off her foot, (laughs) and there were flies. It was foul. Well, everyone had (laughs) Sketty. Well, true. Everyone had Sketty. You know what? That would be a great title for her autobiography. Everyone had Sketty. If somebody
1: would only write the book for her.
0: Oh my gosh! But it would be so good. Uh, Yes, that that was. You know what? We did. We did uh, own that. We owned the D list. For a period of time. And then we took a, and it might actually be because of some of those delisters that we took this turn into our um, conspiracy theory territory. Yeah, well, I
1: think it helped us get there because it's so easy to see like delisters, you know, finagling things behind the scenes or trying to manipulate the media. It's kind of an approachable way. You know, it's just a smaller version of what the it was ma- like.
0: One oh one. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's a smaller version of what major celebrities do all the time. Yeah. They're just not good at hiding it like the real celebrities. It's so
0: true. Oh my gosh. Well, that was fun. Thank you Yay. for sharing that. Welcome. With us. Uh, and we'll be doing that throughout the week. And of I'll course. never know what's coming at me. No. I cannot wait. You never know. You don't know when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. Kind of actually, another trip down memory memory lane. A little bit about our. Complicated relationship with Kirstie Alley oh. uh, after this on My Talk one oh seven one. This was shocking news uh, that we all as a world uh, received yesterday that Kirstie Alley died. Uh, this is the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk One O seven one, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hi. Um, I learned from uh, Twitter. Uh, that Kirstie Alley died at the age of 71. And I learned by seeing uh, a tweet that was sharing a statement from her kids um, that explained that Kirstie Alley uh, died after a very brief battle with cancer Mm. uh, that she had only recently discovered. Uh, She was surrounded by her closest family. And um, I saw that news and I immediately thought, oh my gosh, I have to tell Bradley. And so I sent you a text.
1: You sent me a text. And I was like, I, at first I was like, what Kirsty is she talking about? She can't quite possibly be talking about Kirsty Alley because Kirsty Alley is not even that old. Right. And sure enough, I went to Twitter because like whenever there's breaking news, just like type a name into Twitter and you'll find it.
0: Right. Exactly. I
1: typed Kirsty, and of course, Kirsty Alley, the news that you just read came up. Um, And I was like I said, you know, at the beginning of the show or if it was in the Dirt Alert, I don't remember exactly. Just that my first response was to think back on all the amazing. uh, Well, really, just let's be clear, all the laughter that I remember from Kirstie Alley, um, which made me happy that that's where my mind went.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because I think, you know, the thing that is so interesting about. Celebrities and Hollywood, specifically in the last, I'm going to say, decade. But possibly more is that since we've had a social media medium that allows celebrities to kind of come into our lives and and, um, and engage with people in a different way, we sometimes have gotten a different view of a celebrity based on, uh, you know, thoughts that they share, opinions that they have, um, things that they do, ways that they engage um. And it, I mean, I I bet we could probably go through a laundry list of people who we loved until we knew them on Twitter. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And Kirstie Alley is for sure one of those people.
1: Yeah, well, and I think most of that, most of our concern about Kirstie Alley came from, I think, her relationship with Scientology. I think that's Mm -hmm. where things really started to turn, especially as we, the two of us all just, you know, I mean... I'm sure you share a similar feeling about the trajectory of this. It was after we started reading about all of the... Well, and frankly, being told firsthand by all of the... Or by uh, a few people the the um, bad behavior mm-hmm. by the Church of Scientology to people we know and some people we actually love because we know them personally,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that things started to really change. And Kirsi Alley was very vocal in her support of Scientology. And that led to a lot of a lot of confrontation on social media. Yeah. And it also just led to us being blocked by Kirstie Alley on social media. And frankly, I don't even remember why or what the, the, what the contributing conversation was.
0: Yeah. I actually don't remember either for either of us.
1: But uh, can when I also say she was just one of many celebrities who, over the years, we've been blocked by on social media. I mean, Scott Bayo was mm-hmm. one. Uh, Leanne Rimes. You remember I got blocked by Leanne Rimes? Yeah,
0: that one wasn't. T- and, and most of them are not difficult. Roseanne? Yes. Well, that one. I mm. what? I mean, I'm just going to say she blocked you, but you should have blocked her because yeah. she was gross first.
1: Well, she called and me by a,
0: gross. I mean,
1: she was homophobic. Yeah. We can say it. I love Roseanne. I don't like, I loved Roseanne's comedy. Right. I don't love her homophobia, her racism or anti-Semitism.
0: And that's the thing that I find the most interesting is, again, Kirstie Alley, similar to Roseanne, um, though they're two of the people I think of when I think of how we understood them differently when we saw who they were through Twitter. Meaning there was a time when all we knew about celebrities was, what the media covered And what their work was And then Twitter came on the scene And suddenly you had a way to actually interact with them And you started to realize certain things Like when you were interacting with them What they could and could not tolerate Exactly um, And it turned out to be You
1: <laughs> Speaking of
0: When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show We are going to share some celebrities behaving badly We call them D-bags. After this on my talk one oh seven one. Well, we've got some celebrities behaving badly, Maybe the very opposite of Dolly Parton, on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. And uh, we have a name for those celebrities behaving badly. We call them... D-Bags! Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. These are D-Bags.
1: Who's your D-Bag trolls?
0: Oh. oh.
1: All wow. of them.
0: Oh, even... The ones with the belly buttons that are made of gemstones? Yes, because
1: what even are those things? Who came up with that? Think about all the plastic in the... Anyway, (laughs) no, not plastic. Those are not my trolls. My troll, or the trolls for my D-bag today, anyway, are the ones that called Kiki Palmer ugly because she wore no makeup. What? Now, normally in stories where I see celebrities clapping back, I'm like, okay, why are you clapping back? Because
0: yeah, don't there are the serial
1: clapper back, clap mm-hmm. What's the, how do we say that? Clap backers. clap backers. Clap backers.
0: Clap on.
1: Clap back. I don't think that's what Kiki Palmer is. But apparently, uh, you know, she on Monday night, she was out in New York City on a date with her boyfriend, Darius Jackson. Hmm. Following you, I I know you guys watched Silent Live. Did you see her surprise announcement? Yeah. That she's pregnant.
0: I was so, you know, really quickly, if I can just say something about that, I was so surprised. I thought I was like, Is she joking? Is that a prosthetic belly? Because she the way she looked when she came out, I mean you couldn't tell and then she literally exposed her belly.
1: Yeah, and like kinda and it, and did she the denny. Well pregnant. Yeah.
0: I was. It was amazing, and it was very sweet. And it was beautiful. I definitely, definitely, um, was surprised by it.
1: Um, and you weren't alone. Well, anyway, they were spotted at a New York Rangers versus St. Louis Blues mm. hockey game. I would not have known that that was a hockey experience. They, but they were at Madison Square Garden, and you know, people gives like a full rendition of everything she was wearing. But then she goes on Twitter Tuesday to say the following, I just saw a few comments of people saying I was ugly because I wasn't wearing makeup. And I really want y'all to get the help you need because makeup isn't real. I'm beautiful Uh in real life because of who I am, Mm -hmm. not what I look like. And I just think the world is so toxic right now, especially on that thing that she showed up on, Uh Mm -hmm. that platform for a number of reasons, that like...
0: Right. Who? I know. Who does Mm -hmm. that? I know.
1: Like, again, normally I would be here to say celebrities, take a breath, get off social media, don't listen to the haters. But I think it's also increasingly important when it's just a toxic deluge for people to stand up to that trollness and point it out so that, like, people who aren't as famous as Kiki Palmer can see the power of using your voice, mm-hmm. right? Like, yes. so that they can feel empowered to do what they need to do to deal with haters. Because for every Kiki Palmer, I guarantee there are thousands of non-celebrities who become victims of online trolls. Absolutely, And who's law lo- and who don't have the privilege of a lot of vocal loud support around them mm-hmm. um, who are going to suffer. So, In this case, I mean, this is kind of reverse D-bag, but to call the trolls a D-bag, but then to celebrate Kiki Palmer for just, like, speaking truth?
0: Well, here's the other thing, too. It's it's like, yes to the speaking truth, but also yes to the, like, actually being honest about what reality looks like. Because the truth is, celebrities without makeup... Look a lot like (laughs) non-celebrities without makeup.
1: I mean, indeed, you are correct, ma'am.
0: Right? because and, And it is not a bad thing for us to be exposed to the reality that the majority of celebrities that we see that look completely perfect only look that way because they are cosmetically enhanced in one way, shape, or form, possibly more than one way, shape, or form, and... It is just a reminder that when you look in the mirror and you think to yourself, boy, I wish I looked like X, Y, or Z. X, Y, or Z doesn't even look like X, Y, or Z. Do you see what I'm saying? And for her to just be honest about that, like, yeah, no, I wasn't wearing makeup. I'm fine. That's what a face looks like.
1: Yeah, no, it's that's called makeup is not like. real. Yeah, so stop holding me to an unreal standard. Exactly. And I think that's totally relatable. Anyway, I just I let's all have a Kiki Palmer moment.
0: I would love to have a Kiki Palmer. That sounds like a great drink
1: cocktail. Yeah, it I'd does. like a Kiki Palmer. I'll
0: have a Kiki Palmer.
1: And she has shared some other like just like open stuff about her own like stuff. I know this Open was very, stuff about her I stuff. Know, I know. It was very vague. Um, but she talked specifically, I guess she she talked to people back in June and look, there was she had like a, a retail partnership or a partnership with Ollie that, is that the supplements, the chewies, the gummies? Yeah, the
0: gummies. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because Rebel Wilson has also had a partnership with them.
1: Yeah. But in, in that partnership, she actually opened up about how she'd like struggled with acne and stuff um, and her skin specifically. So I just, I don't know. Yeah. I think, thank thank you for sort of normalizing the normal, Yeah, Kiki Palmer. Yeah,
0: that's like a movement. Make normal normal again. Yeah.
1: And normally, normal.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so eloquent. No, but normally, again, just to reiterate, I don't normally spend a lot of time thinking about the things people don't like about me or want to make fun of. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that I've had the experience that... A lot of celebrities have, but in I think there is a point at which, if nobody ever called out those people,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like that behavior is never going to stop. Right. And increasingly, people with more of a voice, I think, yes. have a bigger responsibility because there are fewer adults, like you know, at the companies that are supposed to mediate this trollish behavior mm-hmm. themselves, because they're not. Mm-hmm. We're not going to talk about it, Mm -hmm. that people like Kiki Palmer stepping forward is actually very, very helpful. Well,
0: yeah. And and the ripple effect of that versus, you know, average person, a a Kiki Palmer can say one thing and she will be echoed by a number of fans. Right. So it has a larger impact, like you said, Bradley, than if it were just a lone voice in the wilderness that wouldn't necessarily get the backing of the whole army. Yeah. Or they would just be
1: a victim to that army because it's just so loud.
0: Right. And I know that like the conventional wisdom truly usually is don't feed the trolls, but you know what? Here's the thing I'm learning in 2022 is trolls are going to troll regardless. Trolls, you know, we've always thought if you give them oxygen, that's what they feed off of. But the truth is, I think I'm going to be really real. I think trolls actually feed off their own self hatred, and we can't do anything about that and So what we can do is say i'm not accepting that
1: well and and to add to that bullies because I think a lot of trolls are just bullies right, and the best way to deal with a bully is requires a united front, so the mm-hmm. more people that call out that behavior, the more likely they are to overcome that because it's really the only way to deal with the bully it's
0: true it's like a troll of <sighs> Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so that's a little, uh, you know, that's, so is it a snake still eating its
0: yeah. self? Yeah. Don't get tripped up on the troll. Okay. It's a troll snake.
1: Troll or uh, uh, Do you
0: want to know who my ID bag is? But of course. Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott.
1: Oh no, why? Bradley
0: Trainer, you are falling asleep on the job. Okay, why? You are the one I go to to track yachts and Celebrity Airplanes.
1: Oh, I do still, I mean, look, I don't show up on that Bird site very much anymore, but when I do, I can tell you that the Twitter handle uh, that follows Celebrity Jets is still active.
0: Well, Bradley, you would have actually had to have done some actual... Thinking, And I'm not saying that you don't think I'm just saying that this isn't the thing that you need you would have to have to actually think, which no. I know
1: is hard for you. No, but.
0: this just isn't the thing that you are going to be occupying your thinking time with, because you would have to have paid attention to the fact that at the same time on the same day for the same trip, Kylie Jenner's private jet and Travis Scott's private jet took off from the same Place and landed at the same place
1: oh they this has happened before you are absolutely correct yeah
0: so these two these two basically were like you know what no in normal world in my world my husband and i would have this conversation hey do you want me to drive or do you want to drive and then one of us would decide to be the driver, and then we'd both hop in the other person's vehicle. Now, if somebody else had another errand they needed to do, yeah. I'll just meet you there, and then fine. It's not a private jet. But that's a little different, right? Because we both drive hybrid cars, we're a little bit more conscious. These two on their private jets were like, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'll take myself. And they private jetted themselves. Okay. Okay. From the same place to the same place. Yeah,
1: well, that sounds about right. And I bet it was like, what, five minutes of flight time?
0: 17 minutes. Okay,
1: so not much better.
0: 17 minutes.
1: And did you get the full? Because what I love about the account, and I don't have it in front of me, so I can't quote it verbatim right now, but there is an account that tracks these flights. Oh, I just lied.
0: I'm sorry. Not that this makes it better. What? But it was five hours and eight minutes.
1: Oh, I don't care. That's like more fuel, so whatever. That's even worse. Yeah. Uh, Because that means that like they literally 100%ed the amount of fuel that they wasted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I was just trying to quickly scroll through that fade to see if I could find that account just for the listener, but just know if you want to if you want to follow
0: Celeb Jets.
1: Celeb Jets, thank you. You're if
0: welcome. you want to follow
1: that Twitter account, it'll give you and he's gotten better over time for giving you all the details. It'll be like Oprah just took off and she's headed here and it's going to cost this much in fuel. Mm-hmm and it just it it gives you perspective. I am not trying to like tell celebrities they can't celebrity or rich people going to rich.
0: No, you want them to in fact actually. I think we've had this discussion. You, if you're going to be if you're going to be celebrity, if you're going to be OLR, BOLR.
1: Yeah. And I mean, you know, as we get Oprah more smart rich. about it, more smart, mm-hmm. I think p- perhaps like less climate-y would be nice. Yeah, but I get that this is going to happen. I just am completely fascinated by the fact that this is like on a level I can't relate to. Like, right. I'm just going to get in my private jet and go anywhere. I would
0: never. I mean, I just I don't
1: know. Anyway, I could go on, but you can't, but I can't
0: because I won't let you. Yeah, because when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, I just would like to cheer on a person you've never heard of. Okay. For a great decision they made. A
1: person I've never heard
0: Well, of. I'm pretty sure you don't know who this person is. All right. But this person, an actor, made a really good decision and one that uh I think hopefully others will follow. We'll talk about Neil Bledsoe what after this, no relation by the way to Tempest that I know of. After this on my Talk 107.1. Oh. We need to celebrate an actor, by the way, thank you, Holly, uh, an actor that you probably have never heard of. And um, I think he's making quite a beautiful statement. This awesome. is the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk one oh seven one, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer.
1: That Taylor Swift. She's good.
0: I, she does some good stuff. I know. I wish I had tickets to her concert.
1: Oh, you will. Yes, you will. I'll get
0: it. It'll, it'll figure itself out. Okay. So I want to tell you about Neil Bledsoe. Again, You don't probably know him. Do you have any familiarity with Neil Bledsoe? No, I have
1: zero, and I didn't go looking either when I knew you were going to talk about this story because I wanted you to reveal it to me like much of our listening audience probably also, or maybe they do, I don't know.
0: Well, so Neil Bledsoe, I mean, again, he's not somebody I was familiar with. He's a Canadian actor, and, um, you know, he's done some projects, but most notably, he has been uh, in at least two Two, yeah, the, uh, A Christmas Carousel and The Winter Palace. Hmm. Two holiday movies that you can find on a little network called Gaff, Great American Family.
1: Which kind of had a gaffe earlier.
0: Really did. And he's the one, uh, he's actually, I think, probably one of the first actors who uh, is in projects on that station who is saying publicly, I'm not doing that. I won't be I won't be working with this this group any longer. I will not be appearing on that channel any longer. He's the first one to really publicly distance himself from Great American Family in light of the remarks made by first Candace Cameron Bure and then doubled down on by the CEO of Great yeah. American Family Bill Abbott.
1: Lest you think this was just a, you know, Candace. I mean, I could understand if Candace Cameron Bure Look, I don't need to give people benefits of the doubt. But when the CEO doubled down on it, it was like, okay, this is a coordinated effort. You're trying to appeal to a certain audience. We hear you. No need to dog whistle. And so that's what you're saying Neil is responding to.
0: And he does it in such a beautiful way that I actually want to use his words. And I know that, you know, it can be boring to listen to people read somebody else's statement and I'm not going to read the whole thing. But there's one paragraph that I definitely want to say, because I think he puts so beautifully, you can tell he's really thought about this and thought about how he wanted to communicate his um, his personal stance and um he, the the way he first came out was by saying listen i know that um you know i've been really quiet and i should have been promoting this this movie that's on this network and i've been over here being quiet but what he was doing really was thinking through how he wanted to communicate his thoughts and um and putting together a beautiful statement. So he starts it by saying, and I won't do the whole thing, but he said, my life wouldn't be where it is today without the love, support and guidance of the LGBTQIA plus community. And then he goes on to name, you know, some places where he, in his life and in his career, where he has been supported and in, in community with, uh, with people in the community. Yeah. And so then he says, you know, that at some point he reached out to somebody in his life to ask for some guidance on his thoughts. And he brought up um, he brought up Elizabeth Taylor, interestingly. Interesting. And uh, he said, uh, this friend of his reminded him of the courage, and these are his words, of Elizabeth Taylor, who visited the lonely pariahs dying of AIDS in Reagan's America when our society wanted nothing to do with them. Her compassion was neither cool nor woke nor a virtue signal. It was just the right thing to do. Uh, especially when most of our culture chose cruelty. Uh, and he says, decades later, it galls me to think that some among us are still finding ways to justify a crueler world under the cloak of faith, tradition, or even worse, audience share. Now, I want to also read this other piece of this because I think he puts this so beautiful, Beautifully. Uh, freedoms of speech or religion or even freedom to express beliefs that I may vehemently disagree with are not the issue here. This is about someone in an executive position speaking out about deliberate exclusion on behalf of an entire network. This is why the phrase traditional marriage is as odious as it is baffling. Not simply wrong in its morality, but also a moot point when you consider that most romantic movies don't feature married couples at all, nor even weddings, but simply people meeting and falling in love. To describe that love and the full human representation of the LGBTQIA plus community as a trend is also both troubling and confusing and then he goes on I I mean he just does such a beautiful job it's about six it's a long statement
1: yeah and I was I was reading through some of this and he actually includes like a statement from a friend uh, that wrote a piece and I didn't get to read the whole thing but like he he goes to town on this he did his homework in a very a very thoughtful way and uh, if I could hug him right I say that because if you haven't googled him please do he's not
0: he's huggable hard
1: on the eyes
0: yeah he's huggable
1: He's a very attractive human, and I mm-hmm. think perhaps he just got that much more attractive because he's also a good and decent person. right? And also somebody who doesn't need to uh, have the courage of his convictions in this moment, but did. Yeah. And, you know, that's that means something. And you don't need to agree. I, I, I think the statement itself shows a measure of character that's respectable wherever your opinions in the world are.
0: Absolutely,
1: Or at least we should all strive to to live our values
0: that way but and I will just give him you know kudos on kudos on kudos for being so thoughtful and like like I said doing his homework Mm -hmm. and not just sort of he he had an opportunity he could have distanced himself and just you know walked away and And not not said said anything. anything yeah but what he did instead is built a beautiful statement and said a lot of things that I think a lot of people might be feeling but can't put the words to or haven't been able to or haven't, you know, had the time to think about putting the words to. He just, I don't know. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. I'm, uh, well, I'm wearing my Neil Bledsoe t-shirt today. Is that what that is? Yeah. Oh. No, I'm not. It's just a regular t-shirt, but just pretend. It's
1: cute. Um, okay, yeah. so I hope, though, that he gets uh, like a, I don't know, six-movie deal out of Hallmark or somebody.
0: How? Great, would that be?
1: Well, that's why I just think this whole thing is—you know—it's fine. I like—I—I I think it's horrible that you would speak from a public platform this way to exclude other people. That we've had that conversation mm-hmm. on the show already, so I don't need to re-litigate that. But I will say one of the the um, outcomes of this story's trajectory is that a lot of people are migrating, migrating to Hallmark, mm-hmm. and Hallmark is. You know, celebrating. And I don't know if it's just Hallmark now. I forget the lifetime like piece of this, like where they sit in this whole world. But like whoever is making holiday movies has just gotten a lot more attention. It's
0: true. It's true.
1: That don't by the way, holiday movies that don't exclude like actual people. Yeah.
0: And don't aren't proud about it. Yeah. (sighs) We love you, Neil Blood, so Number one fan. Bing. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, what's the worst thing a coworker can do? Like what's the rudest thing a coworker can do in the office? 651 641